Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, Life Church! Welcome to another episode of the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Bob here with Pastor Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I am better. You're I better. I'm doing so much better. Man, the, the flu is behind me. You have had a busy weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. You preached on Sunday. You've been prepping foundations. Ran men's group Monday night. Met with somebody last night. It's uh, been. You're putting in double duty the, and the, you always check in on me and you're always <laughs> like, Hey, are you yeah, taking yeah. time? Now it's my turn to check in on you. And I appreciate that. But, uh, glad you're doing well. Um, sorry that bug is still bugging you and hopefully mm-hmm. you get over, can get over that soon. But, um, I just, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about, uh, kind of your sermon on Sunday, Saul's conversion. Um, you know, thinking about Saul and the life he lived, and he was the worst of the worst, and um, thinking about our culture today and people who are far from God, mm-hmm. um, maybe those that are, we would consider to be the worst of worst, those that we would have a hard time welcoming into our church doors, uh, yeah. and just thinking about that and thinking about um, that transformation and just how amazing it is and what God can do uh we see so many times throughout the Bible with with the least of these and these these individuals who are messed up, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm, you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, Saul was way more messed up than us. Yeah. We were not imprisoning <laughs> uh, insul- Christians and killing and murdering. And anyways, uh, so Chris, as we're kind of diving into this, man, uh, I know you have a verse you want to share with us and kind of discuss that, but. Um, you know, I think it's hard in our culture when we see people who've done outlandish things and have a history of stuff um, to to be able to really see them when they start to turn the corner and change to really see that as genuine yeah. in a sense. I mm-hmm. think our human mm-hmm. nature, we struggle with that and it's hard not to forget the past. I know you know, I was I went and visited San Quentin Prison a couple months ago oh, with my right, friend yeah. friend Brandon, and you know, there's those thoughts that just come into your mind. That's like, man, I'm I'm riding in this car with this guy Brandon, who I'm friends with. I would consider him a good friend at this point. Um, but like, this guy's got a past, yeah. and he's driving the car, <laughs> and you know, these things these things come into your head. And I would tell Brandon this too. Like, we're pretty. Uh, transparent with one another but but it's like i and i'm somebody who like if you know me like that's not a problem for me but those thoughts creep into your head they do like i'm bumping (laughs) elbows with this dude and we're going into his his den and where he's he's and so uh man as christians as believers like how do we handle those situations how do we what do we do with with individuals who have had a really tough past and have been in really dark places and are trying to better themselves, but they they still have that little rough edge. Sure, you know? sure. You know, it's interesting. I mean, sin has a lot of consequences. We know that. And to, when we miss the mark, which is what sin means, to miss the mark, it has a lot of consequences. It doesn't just affect you. My sin affects those around me, those I love. And uh, 
the, the, the end result, I think, what happens with our sin is it can either leave us in a place filled with guilt and shame and saying, I'm beyond hope, or we can go into a place of denial. It's like, I'm not that bad of a person. Uh, I didn't mean it. Uh, I, I really didn't do anything wrong. I, 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 you know, that, that seems to be the number one statement, but most inmates in prisons is like, I'm, in, I'm innocent. I didn't yeah. do it. You know, there's that denial. But what's interesting is the Apostle John addresses that in his letter, his first letter. Uh, and he talks about, look, sin is a reality, and we can either own it, accept it, or we can deny it. And if we do own it, it isn't like we're just stuck. You're screwed. You, you did that, and there's no hope for you. But what he does in uh, chapter 1 and verse 7, he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, meaning no matter what I, I had done, now that I'm in the light, I, you can be my brother, I can yeah. be your brother. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us, cleanses us from all sin. So no matter what I did in relationship with Jesus now, that shameful past um, can be cleansed, or that past, that sin that I want to deny and, and say it's not my fault, uh, that, that can be healed too. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to keep us from God uh, cleansing us. Then he goes on to say in verse 8, but if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, verse 10, then we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. And you and I were talking about it's interesting that very favorite verse that a lot of people will quote, which is verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, is sandwiched in between two verses and say, look, don't deceive yourself and say, I don't, I don't have any sin. <laughs> That's that thing of like, it's not my fault. It wasn't a sin. Uh, you know, it was, it was this, it was that we're blame, blame shifting. Instead, he's saying, look, tell the truth. Yeah. Tell, tell the truth. But then on the other end, he says, look, if you claim that you haven't, haven't sinned, then you're saying, yeah, God, you're a liar. You're telling me I'm a sinner, and that's just not true. And that means that this life that we say we're living, we're really not living it. And so when we looked at Saul in Acts 9, we don't really read of a, 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 por- a portion of that chapter in chapter 9 where he falls on his knees before the Christians in Damascus and says, look, I've wronged you all, and I, I'm a screw-up, and this and that. He does later on in some of his other letters. Mm-hmm. You know, He says, look, I, I'm yeah. the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. It, is, it isn't that he says, I didn't do it, but he didn't allow what he had done in the past to prevent him from doing what God wanted him to do now. Mm. So he really applied this verse, and I think this is kind of the message that I think I want us to get in this podcast is that own, own your sin, yeah. but don't don't wallow in shame and guilt because totally. Jesus has forgiven you. He's washed yeah. you clean. But also don't wallow in self-denial. Don't mm. don't don't uh wallow in excuses. It was like, was it my fault? Or it's like, no, I missed the mark. Wait. I screwed up. Yeah. You know, I stole that stereo out of my friend's car when I was 17 years old, you know, and I I have to admit that, yeah. and it hurts to admit it, and I feel ashamed to admit it, but at the same time, I can say, 
but I did everything within my power to make it right with that guy. Mm. And Jesus forgave me. Jesus forgave me from that. And now I can walk in freedom. But the shackles that grab us that says, yeah, but you still were a bad person Mm. who did that. So do we nullify this verse then when we are like, yeah, I know you screwed up, but you know, you're still you're still a bad person. Well, then then that makes God a liar. Mm. I make that makes His word untruthful. Yeah, and that's where we have to really contend for people because all of us were Sauls at one place, mm. you know, in denial of God or even anti God. I I was when I was mm-hmm. a teenager before I became a Christian. I mean, I was rude and crude. I I t- took a, a a girl, one of my classmates. I took her Bible and I spit I spat on her, <laughs> and. Sure, she was traumatized and this and that. Well, then later on, Jesus saved me, yeah. saved my life, you know. And I was walking through the gymnasium, and, and I walked past. I hadn't seen her in a long time. And I walked past her, and I said, hey, how's it going? And she was like, I'm good. I'm still following Jesus. And I stopped, and I turned around, and I said, that is so great. I'm so glad. And she turned around, and she goes, oh, are you mocking me again? Uh, and I said, actually, no. And I told her I'd. I became a Christian. Yeah, she broke down crying, uh-huh. hugged me, and this and that. But I said, "Will you please forgive me for what I used to say to you?" And the yeah. time I spat on your Bible, and she was like, "Chris, if Jesus forgives you, I forgive you too." Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow, all that guilt and shame just came washing off of me. We have so much power to be able to help people get out from underneath the stone, the rocks of their past. Just like Ananias was able to say in chapter nine, brother Saul, meaning you're my brother, even though, you know, three days ago you were on the way to come and grab me and throw me in prison and even murder me within, you know, basically a twinkling of an eye, you're now my brother and I'm, Mm. I'm, I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to pray for you so that you're healed. You're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to baptize you. You know, it's that it's that whole thing, Bob. And this is the beauty of the gospel story at a day and age, right now, Bob, where people are being uh, they're being destroyed because of what they had done in their past. Mm. And and it's like it doesn't matter all the good and all the 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 kindness and the love uh, that they have done today. It doesn't matter because at one time you had done that. Man, I'm so grateful for the gospel. I'm so grateful yeah. for this verse. Yeah, that's amazing. I it reminded me of I'm doing the Bible reading plan. I'm actually keeping up with it this right. year. And this morning I was in like Genesis 45 and uh, the story of Joseph and his brothers. And yeah. Joseph's now like in charge over the, all the land, and like he's kind of Pharaoh's right hand man. And um, and his brothers who sold him into slavery, uh are coming to him and asking for favor. They don't realize that it's their brother and, and their brother, you know, Joseph, like he had all these horrible things done to him mm-hmm. oh, yeah. by his siblings. And, uh, I was reading and it, it kind of struck me that, you know, in when Joseph finally tells them like, Hey, I'm your brother. I'm like the one you threw into slavery. And uh, he just has absolute mercy, forgiveness and on his brothers. He doesn't really even guilt them about what they did. He said, like, 
God did this because yeah. I'm, this was his plan for me to be here. And so that I could help you guys when the famine hit the seven yeah. year famine, they're coming to their, to, to Egypt to like get help, um, because they're running out of food. And so, um, and then it says, and, and you know, in Genesis 45 down in verse 14 and 15 and 15, it says, Joseph kisses his brothers and afterwards they were able to talk freely. And mm. I think the new living translation says that they're able to, um, have the freedom to just talk freely amongst each other. And it just makes me think that, you know, when we are living, you know, these transparent lives with one another and we are living in grace and mercy and forgiveness, uh, really the honesty, the authenticness of that and the genuine relationships can happen in that like freedom of forgiveness and mercy where we are genuine with the things we've done and we're pleading for forgiveness even, you know, and, and I just was so like touching to me about, you know, them being able to speak freely to one another. Like they were just back in it. There was no weirdness, nothing. And I think of that when I think of Saul and, and his conversion and, and just people's response to him. And because um, he did a lot of tor- terrible things to the church. Right. Oh, yeah. And oh, just yeah. the, you know, how in today's society, if we think of people who are enemies, I guess, of the whatever, come against sure. the church. I hate to use that term, but uh, that at some point, like, do we have... You know, if we get blasted on Facebook or Google or whatever, do we have the capacity and the mercy to be like Joseph and forgive others to have Mm -hmm. transparent, free conversations with people Mm -hmm. who maybe we didn't trust? Right. Or like we have reason not to trust. Oh, yeah, clearly. I mean, clearly. I mean, if you're Joseph, I mean, he went through a lot Mm -hmm. in a pit, uh, sold, you know, to the Amalekites and, and on and on. And, but in that moment, he saw, wow, God, you used this, even though it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. That's that gift, that gift of grace that God mm-hmm. pours into our heart. And sometimes it has to be a conscious choice. I, I like it when God moves me to do it. You know, right. I feel compassion or this or that. But sometimes it's it's just literally an act of um obeying God and, 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 and listening to God's heart, how he perceives it. Yeah. How, how, how he looks at that individual in, in Romans, uh, chapter 12, um, Paul writes this, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's <laughs> thirsty, give him something to drink in doing this. You will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm. Uh, people, when they read that verse, they think, if you bless somebody that's been a real jerk to you, it will they'll be so burned with shame. Like, oh, I can't believe I did that to you. It's like, that's what the burning coals is. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you love somebody who's been unloving to you, oh, they're going to be so convicted. It's going to be like, they're going to burn with a sense of conviction. That's not it at all. Right. In villages, you know, everybody had a little house, a little domicile, but your your coals would go out a lot of times in your fireplace. But in the city, there was always this bonfire. Hmm. There was always a fire so that people could go out their door, go down to the center of a city, put the coals in a basket, and then take it home so that they could get their kitchen fire going again. If you love somebody that's been a jerk to you, it's like saying, 
you stay home. Mm. I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to fill up this basket here. And that's how they would carry it. They would carry these heavy uh, baskets on their head. And you see this in a lot of countries where people balance flowers yeah. on their head or bread or whatever. Well, they would do that with coals too. They'd sit huh. it on top of it. So it's like, hey, don't do that. I got it. Right. And I'm going to serve you. That That's an act of grace, Bob. Yeah. That's that's an act of, of me saying, uh, aside from the grace of God, I would be Saul. I would be a murderer. I would mm-hmm. be a bank robber. I mean, I would be the most horrible person, but Jesus in his mercy saved me. And yeah. so the same thing that he afforded to me and gave to me, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it for you. And we have to look at through that lens or as a as a society as a world, we're we'll just we'll tear each other's shreds. <laughs> we'll yeah. Oh yeah, we'll just we'll just eviscerate each other. We'll just slash and burn anger and anger. anger. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's not a way to live your life. And no. that's not how how God wants us. He wants us to live in peace and love for one another, uh, regardless of what others have done to yeah. us and stuff. And so, um, so that's our, our message today. Just kind of a little follow up on the Paul and Saul con- or Saul conversion to Paul. And so, um, thanks for listening and we hope that you got something out of this and you feel encouraged and, um, little inspired to, uh, converse with those who maybe mm-hmm. have had a rough, shaky past that, yeah. The Lord hasn't given up on them, and we are not to give up on them as well. So that's my encouragement to you. And so we will catch you guys on the next podcast. All right. See you later. Peace Peace out. out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.